This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Kyle McLaren and producer T. Kyle, we'll start with you this week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's uh, Weather's kind of changed here the last couple of days. We've been getting downpours of rain, but uh, still hunkering down, doing little as possible and trying to stay home. Uh, producer T, how you doing? I'm, I'm good too, man. Yeah, just uh, man, I, I we, guess that's... speaking of rain, we had a fucking downpour about two oh days ago. Did you see that? Yeah, it was nuts. It's it's actually raining pretty heavy right now where I am. Man, the the rain was like flooding over the gutters. It was a uh, it was a gong show. It really yeah. was. We are not used to any kind of extreme here, are we? <laughs> like no, rain, not really. Hard. Oh my god, batten down. <laughs> uh yeah the weather's picked up a bit today i'm glad to be home though i'm back from camp so i'm in the studio doing some uh some recording fuck hopefully we can get back in studio producer t soon uh yep. so it's only like a two-way skype rather than a three-way skype here yeah um, i mean it's a little nicer that uh kyle's wi-fi seems to be holding out a bit better today it doesn't sound like you're quite, <laughs> as, quite as many beers before before recording right i was wondering i was wondering how it went on uh friday night too so yeah, so uh, I was on my I was on my phone. So on Friday we did the uh, the hockey podcast network after hours show. Uh, we had about six or seven of us popping in, uh, so that was a fun time. Lots of guys were just uh, had, had a few drinks in them. Let's let's put it that way. I, I drank about half a bottle of Pink Whitney. It was a rough morning, but it was a good episode. <laughs> Jeez. Glad I went to bed early then. <laughs> hey, we finally figured out that uh, kung fu movie you're looking for. Um, yes. And now you people listening have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you want to find out what I'm talking about, go check out our Facebook page at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, let's do Twitter handles. You can find the network at HockeyPodNet. You can find the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast, at Stick Hungry Pod. You can find myself at DYL underscore THPN. And Producer T? You can find myself at Producer underscore TEE. And Kyle? Uh, McLaren underscore K. That's what I like to hear, boys. We're nailing it. I think two weeks straight, we nailed it. So uh, we got it down. Producer T, after six months or eight months, however long Finally. it's been, you figured out your Twitter <laughs> handle. And you're, and you're growing in numbers, too. You're almost hitting 400, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, to say that uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty bad recently. So it, it's coming along. I'm not looking quite as much of a pigeon compared to you two. But we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, speaking of Twitter, we actually have uh, a McLaren's mailbag where uh, – you know, Kyle, and, and I guess me and producer T will jump in and answer some questions from Twitter. Uh, but before we dive into that, I just want to talk a bit about the rumors swirling around about the league coming back into play. Uh, there's rumors going around that they're going to do a 24-team playoff, and they're also going to host it in one main hub city. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are about this, but for me, 24 teams, it just seems like a lot. It seems like it's going to be kind of a mess like, I get that might be a good alternative if you can't finish off the regular season, give a few more teams a chance of getting in. But I don't know. It, like, can you play seven-game series with 24 teams going at it? Well, especially if when it's in they, one. Yeah. Go, ahead. go for it. No, go for it. I was just saying, especially if it's in one city. Like, I don't understand how having all the teams in one 
area is even necessarily that much of a of a good thing having i i don't know it's just it's it's such a it's, like you said i think it'd just be a gong show like an absolute gong show if there's if there's 20 what place can hold 24 i mean they got to be regional things in my opinion unless it's like vegas maybe uh where they have all the hotels anyhow but let's say it's in vancouver i mean they can't hold 24 teams and then make sure everyone's self-quarantining and stuff like that so I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. 24, I mean, what happens to the rest of them? Who doesn't make it? Who who gets in? Where's the cutoff line? Uh, when are they going to start? I mean, is it just going to go right into it, or is there going to be a mini training camp? I mean, is it one-game elimination, or three, or seven, or or what? I mean, there's so many questions. I mean, I want to see hockey back. I want to see sports back. But it's just how. I mean, like right now, it's just how. I mean, the AHL canceled theirs. So maybe they can expand the roster so players don't get hurt. But then if they get hurt, do they go home? I mean, there's so many different questions out there. But, I mean, I know they're trying to come up with something, which is a good thing. It's just, I mean, I don't think they're going to get the right answer at any time. It's just a matter of kind of tweaking this or tweaking that. But I know the players want to get back at it. And, I mean, some teams are going to hate it. But in my opinion, I think just go into a regular playoffs. Go with the 16-team playoffs. I mean, yeah, those teams that were on the bubble, yeah, sure. They don't don't get that chance to make up those few games that they would have had if the season wasn't canceled. But, I mean, no one's going to win in a situation like this. I mean, I think you got to go with the 16 teams. And, I mean, like, also the credibility of the Cup. What if that – 24th place team ends up winning the cup what 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 does that say about the whole tournament right um i I don't know it's kind of a lose-lose situation but in my opinion we should just do a regular playoffs at this point i mean time's ticking and we want a a regular season going into next year without any changes and i think that's the only way to get it done well boys like i don't understand like if they like you said they already canceled the ahl like at this point what is there to lose to really just canceling this this season and concentrating on making a full season next year, except for finance? Like at this point, really, like I, it's not like in the like in other sports or in other leagues where there's like relegations and like there's league changes and things like that. Like it, it's it feels like it's just financially motivated. I feel like it would be at at some point it's, it might just be easier to say, you know what, we're gonna have to just. 2020 is going to be the year of the write-offs. Like it's a, it's been crazy so far, right? Like this might just be the next part of it. Like I just I see I see that as just as good as an option right now, and just make sure that next year is something that's ascertainable rather than rushing 24 teams in like in one city. Why not just make sure that we get a good year next year? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, it's all financial. That's what yeah. it is. I mean, that's I know I'm sure there's TV deals that are involved in that too. So. I mean, we're in the middle of May. So what about what would we be in? End of round two, starting round three, maybe. So I mean, guys, again, we've been over sixty days without hockey. Isn't isn't yeah. that nuts? <laughs> it's crazy. Like that's basically an off season, and somehow we're still on this goddamn podcast talking about hockey. I don't know how we do it. I mean, in a regular off season, at least there's still things happening. There's trades. There's free agency. You know, there's the draft. But we've gone two months without you know basically without any news going on. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. It really is. Um, I mean, maybe in the next few weeks something happens. But, I mean, yeah. either way, there's going to be no fans in the stands. Um, and, you know, as far as a host city goes, I mean, you guys kind of brought it up. You know, not everywhere has multiple ice surfaces. Like, sure, you can say Vegas, but I think they only have really two surfaces where you can play the game. So, like, are, are you going to have teams playing at, at noon? 
Like, are guys going to want to do that? Are you going to get the best product when teams are playing at 1 p.m. in the afternoon? I'm not too sure, honestly. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to have multiple games going on at the same day to get everything fitted in there. So yeah, uh, you'd have you probably have an afternoon game and then probably a night game. But again, there's nobody in the crowd, so it'd almost feel like a minor hockey league game. You know what I mean, maybe maybe have a few people in there, but you I mean just the regular, the necessary people. Um, but I, I just I don't I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's crazy, but I want to know. But I just what is the right way to do it? And thank God I'm not on that freaking committee. that's why you're on this podcast eh? (laughs) (laughs) but you know i i think it really comes down to the tv deals i mean especially since the league's going into a new tv deal i think in a year or two um so this would look bad on them if they if they scrapped the whole playoffs went into next year then all those sponsors are kind of looking at it thinking you know we we kind of we we lost out on a bunch here they might lose money going you know two three four years down the road I think that's a big factor in this. Um, but we'll be watching Twitter. Twitter, Twitter's going to break it first. So that's where we're going to be uh, watching this. And speaking of Twitter, we're going to move on to our next segment, McLaren's Mailbag. This is the main event. And a big check by Kyle McLaren. All right, folks, McLaren's mailbag. Um, we're going to answer some Twitter questions here. We got some doozies. <laughs> we got some doozies. Um, Kyle's going to answer these questions. Me and producer T are going to jump in with our, our vast knowledge of the game and, and, try and try and put something into this. But, yeah, we, we got some great questions. We'll start off. We'll start off with an easy one, actually. This is from Van Nice Shane, at Van Nice Shane, the nicest of Shane's. He wants to know what's the best hockey-related snack you've seen someone eat, and I'm not like I don't know quite what he means by that. Like, is it hockey-related snack? Like it was eaten before the game, or like with the team, or is it like a mm. meal that you eat with like a mini hockey stick? I'm not too sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so try and answer that one, Kyle. What's the best hockey-related snack you've seen somebody eat? Or maybe just like, what's the best snack you've seen a hawk? Or let's put it this way, maybe. What's the biggest meal you've seen a hockey player eat? Maybe. maybe oh my god, you, you should have seen. You should have seen some of our pregame meals. You know what I mean, the, the spread that they put out. Uh, and again, it's, we, we go to we go to morning skate. We come back from the hotel and stay here on the road. And there's a meal set up in one of the the conference rooms, and it just. I mean, it's it's a huge table, and it's everything you ever thought about: pasta, steak, salad, ice cream. Uh, and to me, that's the biggest ones because everyone eats it. Um, Snack-wise, I mean, we're not any different than anybody else. You know, I, I love my chips. I love my ice cream. You know what I mean? That's, to me, that's, we don't need anything different or weirder than anybody else. <laughs> Maybe we just eat a little bit more uh, earlier in the day instead of late at night. Was there anyone, like, popping M&Ms like Jacob Voracek in the, in the dressing room before <laughs> games or something weird like that? Well, you I mean people will drink? People drink like a Coke in between periods, or you know I mean have a banana or smoke a quick you know, dart. People drink no. a bottle of Coke in between periods. Oh yeah, give me a can of Coke that's, or that's pretty awesome, <laughs> or whatever you know. And some people drink water. And there's different things for different folks. And and to me, whatever got them kind of juiced up or whatever, uh, people had it. But it wasn't anything. I would, to me, it wasn't anything crazy. I mean, I, I had bagels before the game. If I felt hungry, I'd eat a banana during the game. So, but it's, you know, 
I had a cold. I had a cold tub in between uh, intermissions. So, I mean, that's that was my crazy quirk. Is I got all undressed in the intermission and then took a cold tub and then got back dressed before uh, we went back on the ice. Then throw out a mean hip check. I love it. And then throw out a mean hip check. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, producer T. You wanna you wanna take away the next question? I think this one's from uh, at Ryan McKinney one nine eight. That's the follow of the day, folks. That's the follow. All right. So the question is with goaltending being one of the biggest problems this season, do you see Wilson trying to target a Matt Murray or a Braden Holtby? I'm guessing to do so that they would have to trade a player or two of uh, Lassage or Burns and maybe a second tier player like Carlson or LeBlanc. But before you, before you answer that, I feel like that's a bit of a shot at Carlson. It is. What a Calling shot. A, eh? He's a second tier player now. I don't, I don't know about yeah. that one. Well, which Carlson are we talking about? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he was talking about Eric Carlson, but um, I guess it Milker, could be, Milker, 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 could be Milker Carlson, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that was just a bit of a shot there, but right. uh, what, what do you think? What do you think about targeting a Matt Murray or a Braden Holpe? Well, to me, is if you're going to get Holpe, you're, you're expecting to win now. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a goalie that, that you want to win now. And he's a little bit older than Matt Murray. I think, God, I wouldn't say a little bit older, probably maybe 10 years. But um, I'll do some Googling on the fly here. Right? I, I love Matt Murray. Um, he's had an off year this year. Uh, I mean, he had big shoes to fill in, in Flurry. But I don't know. I mean, I, I love the young kid that they signed. I can't remember. Uh, I, can't, I don't want to even try to pronounce his name. Um, but, again, it's, it's if you're getting Holpe – um, you're Holpe, by something. the way, by the way, Holpe is 30 and Matt Murray is 25. So what a difference there. All right. Five years. Okay. Um, I mean, that's not bad, but again, it's, it's to me, if you're going to get Holpe, you, you want to win now. I, and I think that the, the makeup of the sharks, because again, if you have to give up Burns or, or Carlson, now you're even going younger with less experience. So, I mean, there's so many variables that you can do there, but in my opinion, um, I, I wouldn't say stick with what they got is if they're going to go younger and we're expecting to win maybe three or four years down the road is develop that young kid again, or, or get Dell to go in there and find somebody uh, to back him up. But um, out of the two, if I had to choose, I'd go with probably Matt Murray. He's, he's younger. Uh, he's won a cup, which is a good thing. So, you I mean, the experience is there, but again, it's, 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 it's what do we want to do in the, in the media, in the long-term future. So um, I, they need somebody. I mean, I think something has to change back there because that's one of their uh, their weak spots. But giving up somebody like Burns or Carlson for for one of those goalies, I think, would be uh, would be I wouldn't say a step in the wrong direction. You're just going younger and less experienced. Yeah, I mean, for a guy like Holpe too, if you were to sign long term somewhere, what would you want to do it in San Jose? Let's be honest. Like, if you're a guy that's not necessarily coming to the end of his career, but he probably has under ten years left in him. Do you want to come to a team that's going to go through a rebuild and maybe lose for the next three, four seasons? I don't know if you'd want to do that. So I agree. I think Matt Murray would definitely be a, be a better option there. Yeah. Producer T, what do you think? You're just sitting there giving me a grin. No, I mean, you guys, uh, you guys hit, hit the nail on the head, really. I mean, I don't see any point in getting Hopi, like you said, because we're not going to be uh, – well, at least from what we, all three of us say, we're not going to be competing next year. So I, I see that would be just a completely sidestep move. Like it's not progressing towards anything towards the rebuild. 
and it's really it would just be losing uh, an asset in in Vlasic or Burns, both of which are are good players that you don't want to lose going through a rebuild with, with their experience. I'd, so yeah, I I, I wouldn't I, I I'd agree on to stay away from either of them. I don't think we should be targeting a goalie like that right now I think we just like you said develop concentrate on developing younger and make the goal three four five well three four years down the line all right next question this one is from at Trevor underscore just he wants to know what teammate or opponent made you laugh the most and which one thought he was funny but really wasn't oh my god you know who always cracks me up and you know Joe Thornton, uh, I mean, he loves he loves the game. Some of the things he says, uh, and I'm not going to repeat any of them. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, just for the love of game, I mean, he just he makes you relax. Uh, he's funny, um, and I, and I love to be on the ice with him. There's there's a lot of I wouldn't say players that don't like are think they're funny, but they're not because everyone's just different. Um, but I have to say is is. Uh, one of my favorite and funny is, is Joe Thornton. And, and there's a lot of them. I can go back to Ray Bork, uh, a Hall of Famer. You'd walk in the room and he'd make you crack a smile just by just looking at him. Just as some of the things he did. So, um, And that, that opinion, must give you some confidence too. Like a guy that's done it all and he's still in the dressing room, able to yeah. just joke around and still get the job done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, those are the guys that you look up to when I grew up. And also you go in the locker room and they make you feel uh, at ease and cracking jokes and, um, I mean, and love your personality. So I was just like, you know what? This is awesome right now. Awesome. Great, great question, uh, Trevor. Uh, let's move on to another one at Shane underscore Ryan 97, actually the host of the Ottawa Senators show uh, on the network. He wants to know what is your favorite road arena? Now me and producer T can't really jump in on this one. So we'll have to ask you. <laughs> is that why you're wearing the Ottawa Senators uh, shirt today? Producer T? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, shit, I didn't even notice no. that. Get this guy. I know. I'm, Are you kidding me? Are you, as I soon know. as the fans hear this, they're gonna, they, they know about that first round pick. I'm, I, it's just my parents went across Canada and bought hockey t shirts in every city that, that had an NHL team. So I have like a Canadians one. I haven't, I've yet to put on the Maple Leafs one they bought though. I have not worn that. What does, it say, what does it say on the back, on the top? Does it say first round pick and then a big number one? Or what's the <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so first, first, uh, let's see here. Uh, best rink to play in. I have a few, uh, and for different reasons. Uh, I loved Boston. Uh, it was called the Fleet Center back then, uh, the Boston TD Bank Gar- Gordon, or Garden. Um, loved playing there in front of the home, fa- home fans. Uh, Shark Tank. Uh, that's an amazing uh, playoff building. It gets so loud in there. Uh, to me, Edmonton, uh, having my folks and family and friends all going there, that ice, Canadian ice you can't beat, uh, especially in the wintertime when it gets nice and cold outside. The rink is uh, super cold, super fast ice. Uh, and when, you place, played, when you played in Edmonton, it must have been the Rexall Center, right? Yep. Yeah, because now yep. they got that new arena. I'd like to see that one day. Apparently, it's yep. uh, quite the building. Yeah, I don't even think it was called Rexall when I came in the league. It was still Northland's uh, Coliseum, wasn't it? <laughs> don't age yourself now, Kyle. Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> probably don't remember that either. All I remember is Rexall. That's, that's all that's yeah. in my memory. Yeah. Um, so, those are the places. I mean, there's a few places uh, city-wise that go into Montreal and play in there, the old forum. Um, I mean, I came in when a lot of the, a lot of the buildings – we're on their last legs. 
So I got to play, I mean, the old buildings. I played in the uh, Boston Gardens, one game, a farewell game for that place. Uh, the Forum in Montreal, uh, in Toronto, uh, the Winnipeg, the old Winnipeg rank. <clears throat> um, going down to Florida, uh, before their new building, they played basically right off of South Beach. So we got to stay right there. The, the rink or the building was downtown, and that's where the Heat played and also the uh, Panthers. Nice. I, I think uh, I think Shane's a little disappointed. You didn't say the Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa. I think that's kind of what he was hinting at there. Uh, <laughs> Producer T, I'll let you take away the uh, the last question here. Yeah, and this one is from at Vi Sports Talk, uh, also a host on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Soda Pod. Um, his question is: Wooden, wooden, aluminium, or modern hockey sticks? Which one did you prefer? Uh, not in regards to performance necessarily, but for overall feel and fit. Well, when I first came in the league, aluminum sticks were just coming out. Uh, I grew up uh, wooden sticks, coho, you know, I mean, Sherwood. Um, and actually, I started my career off with a Sherwood stick. And it was the only reason why I did is Ray Bork uses Sherwood. He was, he was sponsored by him. He got sticks. <clears throat> pardon me. Every day, he got new, a batch of new sticks. And he'd take maybe six out of the 24 and use those. And they'd have to basically take those other sticks, ship them back, and be able to sell them in retail. But again, it's seeing that guy come in every single day, knowing I'm going to have sticks here. I'm like, I'm going to have sticks no matter what, because <laughs> they had, they had Ray Bork. And then I signed a deal with Nike. And then I went to the, the composite sticks. I, I mean, I still to this day, uh, my last days was uh, I, the three piece hockey stick, which is probably unheard of. Cause I still change my blades. I, I heat up my blades to change the curve. Uh, I still did that in my last year. So uh, but to me, feel-wise, would be a wooden stick. Wooden stick, you, you can feel the puck. You can feel everything with it. Uh, and some of the new sticks, you don't have a good feel for it. And the puck, you never know what it's going to do. But a wood stick, you do. And let's be honest. When you go in for a good old cross-check <coughs> or you're, you're slamming down on somebody with that wooden stick, it hits them just yep. that extra bit hard, right? So uh, yep. they can really feel the wood stick. Um, yep. Great, great McLaren's mailbag this week, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll bring it back since, I mean, we really got fuck all to talk about it, as we've said before. <laughs> um, so yeah, great McLaren's mailbag. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter, uh, to see that coming down in the future, but quickly let's talk about Manscaped before we get into our interview. Um, Kyle, how, how is Manscaped treating you? Are you still, still nice and slick over there in California? My nice and slick and smooth. My balls are thanking me every single day that I use it. <laughs> that's what i like to hear man manscape has some great products uh the lawnmower 3.0 i hear is just amazing um heard good things about the ball toner and the ball deodorant i mean we, we all need to freshen up down there every once in a while so that'll get the job done um and if you want to order from manscape you can use the promo code thpn for 20 percent off your next purchase and free shipping there you go folks that's a hell of a deal uh let's now move on to the interview with mr quinlan king ladies and gentlemen it's a pleasure of mine to bring on a good pal of mine mr quinlan king to the podcast quinlan how the hell are you buddy i'm doing great man glad to be on just living life quarantine style, eh? Have you been locked up at home or what's the, uh, what's the situation? Because you're living in Ontario for all the San Jose fans listening. So uh, what's life like in Ontario right now? Uh, it's warm, but it's wet. 
Yeah, it's it's not that exciting. I I, I stay inside all so, day. It sounds like a strip club. Jesus. <laughs> Almost not quite. Uh, good stuff like man it's it's tough for for guys like us like we live and breathe hockey that's that's our sport like i i dabble into basketball a little bit like i don't know once in a while i'll watch baseball i guess if the blue jays are playing but it's all about hockey and like just not having that right now is it it kills me oh man i know i'm in st Catharines and i drive by the niagara ice dogs Meridian center and i'll just kind of gaze at it from afar and there's been a couple times where i've been I've almost gone to one of the local rinks and just sat in the parking lot just to look at the ring. Has <laughs> a tear drops down your eye and I'm classical music. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. I mean, like, what else do you have to do? You, you got to find an excuse to get out of the house. Yeah, no, exactly. And you mentioned you're in St. Catharines, and you actually went to Brock University. Um, was it sports management that you took at Brock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, like, what, why don't you talk a little bit about that program and, like, the kind of people that go through that program and what kind of jobs they're looking for uh, after going to Brock? Yeah, I mean, it's a good program. Uh, a lot of people kind of go into it hoping to be a, like a GM or an agent or whatnot, and, and I find a lot of the, the students along the way kind of find out that that's maybe not what they want to do, and they kind of want to either find work outside of sports or if they're going to stay in sports, then then they find like event management or marketing or what have you, various aspects of sports. It just kind of depends on, on what your, your niche is per se, but uh, the program's pretty good. It uh, gets you connected with a lot of people. They're great teachers, but uh, that uh, I, I didn't go to many classes. I'll be honest. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to hear. Not much has changed. Uh, we went to high school together. <laughs> no quilling for a while. So nice to hear that. Not much has changed. You're staying uh, true to your roots. But yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough one for like guys coming in, trying to be a GM or whatever. I mean, like there, there's only so many GM jobs out there in the world, right? So, I mean, I, I got to imagine a lot of guys kind of change paths along the way. I mean, based on your experience, how many guys kind of stayed on their original path and how many kind of diverted away or pivoted away to something else? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like uh, there's 170 kids in the in the program when I started. I'm sure there's more now. Um, and that's just the top my year. 160. I, 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 hey, everyone's got their everyone's got their thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it depends if you're staying in hockey or you're basketball oriented or, or or what have you. So like there's a couple guys I know that kind of stuck with basketball and and. Uh, you know, they've kind of stuck to it, but I would say, let's say 160, probably 150 have either dropped out or, or changed into different areas of the program to focus on and not taking that GM scout role, agent role. Yeah, I guess it kind of like as well, like you, you get to that program and it opens a lot of doors. Like you go in kind of closed-minded thinking, I want to be a scout, I want to be a GM, but you'll probably find different things along the way that you can do within sport. Um, what, one of my questions actually, like, you know, being, being a, a Canadian university, I'd think that most guys were going in for hockey, but how many guys went in for sports management to work in other sports? A surprising amount. There's like a couple guys that it, it's mainly basketball and, and most of it's hockey, but like there's obviously basketball and baseball being in like the Niagara, Niagara, Toronto area. And then you know, I think there was a couple of cross guys as well. But uh, yeah, you know they're not gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> not yet. 
It, oh, it's a sad reality. I mean, look, lacrosse is uh, Canada's official sport, actually, but um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of dough flying around. It, it's it's tough. It's like the CFL. There's not a lot of dough flying around the CFL either. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I might have to uh, might have to look at that program myself. Although I think I'm getting a little too old for that. Um, you've also you've also done some work in the OHL. I mean. And I want to kind of talk on like the scouting side of it. What what's scouting like in the OHL? What are some things that you look for in these young guys? I mean, from talking from a San Jose Sharks perspective, for the first time in a very long time, we're gonna to have to like start considering going into a rebuild. So I feel like we're gonna start following these young guys a lot more. So what's kind of something that you look for in these young players? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing I'm I'm scouting players for uh, the OHL draft. So like they're this past year was 2004 born, so it's 2020 now, so like 15, 16 years old going into their draft. So Jesus, 2004, kind of, you were already skipping classes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what you kind of look for is, I mean, it, it's kind of what you hear is, is more so like the hockey sense and the skating. Those are kind of the two aspects that are that are harder to teach to take a little bit more to work on but a lot of it too is character at this age you know if you got a guy who's who's can skate and and has a, a mind for the game but has pretty bad character that kind of knocks him down a peg on, on guys lists for sure and uh just their overall understanding of not just the game but the game within the game and, and being able to fight through it and stay composed at such a young age are there some things that are kind of overblown? Like for, for myself, looking at young players, when their top uh, attribute is, is like being physical and they're playing against, let's say, 15 to 18-year-olds, do you think that's maybe overblown a bit? Do you think that hockey sense is definitely, you know, a more important aspect to look for in a young player? Yeah, I mean, there's like an old saying, it's like you can't teach size, but the way that the game's going, it's it's not the end-all, be-all. And, and I find particularly with, Player. I mean, not every player, obviously, but a lot of guys at this age that are, you know, six three, that they're not six five, six three. They're not the best of skaters because they haven't really caught up with their body, right? You, you get to this huge growth spurt, thirteen, fourteen. All of a sudden, you're a foot taller. You don't know what to do with yourself. But uh, yes, that's that's pretty much it. Let's uh, let's jump out of the OHL talk a little bit. Since you're in Ontario, you've been watching a lot of Maple Leafs games, or what? Mm. Not really, no. No. Have you been forced to watch a lot of Maple Leafs games? Let's put it that way. Uh, in the past, yes. Luckily, uh, I spend most of my nights in the rink. Uh, so when you're in the rink, you're, you don't have a TV in front of you, and, and therefore you don't have the Leafs in front of you. Uh, not that I'm, uh, I'm against the Leafs in particular, but, you know, born and raised Canucks fans. So uh, it's a little little different perspective. <laughs> That you're looking like we're on Zoom right now. You're looking at me, looking at me in the eyes, and you're lying to me right now. You got a yeah, problem with the Leafs. I think every Canadian that isn't a Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs fan has a problem with the Leafs, bud. <laughs> they do love their team, that's for sure. They're uh, they're yeah, they're they're a passionate bunch. Let's put it that way. Um, so, what what do you think about this season? Like. Before the whole coronavirus thing, have you been following the NHL a lot? Like, I know you mentioned you're in the rink most of the time. Have you had time to really sit down and follow the league this year? I mean, when I get the chance, I, I, I'd like to. Uh, it's always, obviously, you start paying more and more attention near the end of the year, kind of seeing where teams are, are lining up. If you're, if you're home for, like, a 10 o'clock game or a 7 o'clock game and it's a good matchup, you make sure to put it on. 
but uh no i haven't i I haven't, I haven't had as much of them as i used to that's for sure yeah no fair enough i mean i mean this might be a tough one to answer but like before this whole virus thing hit what's one or two teams that you think like had a legitimate chance of walking away at the stanley cup this year oh man that is a, a tough a tough call i mean boston was so unbelievably dominant i don't want to say it you don't want to hear it but uh you know, it, it's nuts. I just recently listened to a podcast, too, uh, where Coach uh, was talking about their practice habits, and I didn't, I didn't even know how disciplined they were. Like, after home games, they always practice. and It's nuts to see, like, how much how much time they spend on the ice and as a group and kind of building. So they're kind of the front runners. And Tampa Bay, it's always hard to say. I mean, after last year, you know, it's so dominant and didn't win a single playoff game. So, you know, those are kind of my two – two teams both out of the out of the east but it's a whole whole different ball game if uh should the should the season start back up again yeah i mean that's that's another question i had like how do you think they're going to return this season i know everyone's been talking about it there's so many different scenarios that people have thrown thrown out there what do you think is the best case scenario for the league returning or or the most logical solution to returning at least yeah i mean i'm kind of I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking word for word here, but if I if I I don't, I don't see a world where they don't resume uh, strictly because I mean this hit is obviously takes a, a big penalty to them financially, and I think there was a someone released a, a statement about the TV rights deals, and if they don't finish their season, then all of next season gets given to them for free essentially, or their contract gets oh, pushed back. That's and rough. Like you know. People are like, well, cancel the season. It's going to have an asterisk beside it. It's, okay, well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I get that. That sucks. I'm, I'm with you there. But, you know, this money is, is – and it, sadly it comes down to money, but the money is important if you want the league to stay strong and stay strong to the future, right? Like, you can't you can't tank the playoffs in the season just because you want to. You, you, you kind of got to look at other things. Do you, do you think they just go – like, this is – I, I think this will probably happen. They'll probably just jump into the playoffs. But do you think that happens, or do you think they try and finish off, like, a, an X amount of, you know, regular season games? Yeah, I mean, I don't see a world where they don't do some sort of regular season. Think about it. You, you come back, some of these guys, I mean, like, a lot of the European guys have been skating, but some of these North American guys, unless you unless you got a rink in your basement, you're not really skating. So, I mean, you kind of got to get the guys acclimated to the play, the pace. Get, get their legs back and then you know treat you the rest of your regular season as as an exhibition more or less and then the teams that make it kind of can compete because i mean if you start with the playoffs right away some of these guys are coming back rusty and it's your playoffs right it's supposed to be the highest level of play if you don't have guys coming back ready then it's not going to be what it should be no that, that's a great point i mean like also from some teams perspectives you know, if you're a team that's two points out of the playoffs, you had a good last month running up to the playoffs, and now it gets shut down right there. You don't even have that yeah. chance to catch up those points. That's got to be a killer as well, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Like the San Jose Sharks, we could have gone on a, on, a, on a run here and made the playoffs, for Christ's sakes, and they're going to take that away from us. That's bullshit. Yeah, oh, man. I think... Uh, I, I'm joking said, there, by the way. It's, it wasn't going to happen for the Sharks this year. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet. I think there's a guy on his name's Mika something. He does like sadness meters for teams. Oh god! And I think he had the unfortunately had the sharks at the top. I think it's relating to like what pick you have 
and then where your draft positioning is and, and obviously not having your, your first first round pick and, and not doing too hot sadness meter for this charts were unfortunately pretty high. Yeah, I mean, like, you could almost call this podcast a sadness meter. If we were to rename it for this past season, that's probably <laughs> what the name of the podcast would be. Because, I mean, from from the get-go for the Sharks team, it's it's been really tough. And, you know, I know you don't follow the San Jose Sharks, but, I mean, you're a hockey guy. You, you've, you have a good hockey mind. What do you think the San Jose Sharks should do here? Do you think they should kind of rebound next year and, and try and go again with the core they have or do you think they should start looking at other options like getting younger maybe going into a retool maybe going into a full-blown rebuild I, I don't know what's your opinion there yeah I mean it's hard not to consider how old the team's getting especially with today's game today's players so you might need a bit of a retool might need you need something to shake it up you've got a lot of guys in for long contracts great players mind you but I mean, some might be better to, to use those assets to leverage other assets. Yeah, I mean, you bring up the contracts. Lots of people say, like, you know, look at Eric Carlson. He's got such a big deal. It'll be hard to move him. But I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of teams out there that would still take an Eric Carlson. It would still give up some pretty decent assets to take him. Because, I mean, if a guy like Carlson came up on the free agent market right now, you'd still have to give him that kind of money and that kind of term, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it really, it's hard to say right now in particular with, with everything and how it's going to impact the salary cap, but it's a, it's a weird, weird world we, we're living in, especially with COVID and whatnot, but that'll, that'll play an impact on how teams budget going forward. Yeah, so it I mean, may not be easy to pick, it may not be easy to pick up those guys. Um. You know, one other player I want to talk about quickly, Martin Jones. Do you, what do you think the San Jose Sharks should do with that guy? Do you think they should try and ride it out, try and see if he rebounds next year, try and move him? And if they do try and move him, like, do you think they'll have to give up assets along with him to get rid of him or maybe hold back salary? Uh, I mean, I can't really speak to Martin Jones in particular. I have I had a, I had a roommate that quite liked him who, who was a Leafs fan. So, I mean, it's no, no biased opinion there on him. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't really speak too much to Martin Jones himself. It's uh, They need something back there. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they just signed a young Russian goaltender, but, I mean, that's probably going to be at least two, three years away from him actually breaking into the NHL. So that, that's a bit of a tough one. So you're, uh, you're a Canucks fan, obviously, being from Vancouver Island. What's your thoughts yeah. on the Canucks this season? I mean, they're, they're looking pretty promising going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice change, that's for sure. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. Our sadness meter was quite high for a while. <laughs> uh, it's almost maxed out, I think. They had to make another meter oh. for fuck's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a bit there, we we tossed that one out. That we're on our on, on to just one meter. You can give that one to the sharks. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It'd be nice to to see. Would have been nice to see where the season finished with uh, bringing Tyler Folian. That was that was pretty cool. But uh, we got a good group of guys, so it should be should be a strong team moving forward. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I don't know if the, if the San Jose Sharks want a model to kind of replicate moving forward, may, maybe look at uh, what the Canucks have done in the past couple of years. Maybe not the past 10 years because it has been a long road. We don't need a 10-year rebuild here. Uh, you know, but they've done pretty well drafting. I think trade-wise, they've done all right. I mean, they've given up some young players and draft picks over the past couple of years. But I mean, I, I think that's important for a team uh, transitioning into a competitive team, right? 
Yeah, definitely shouldn't take as long. I think it might have been it was either you or Isha or somebody else that we knew uh, at the time after uh, after the dreaded Boston loss and, and the year after they were they joked, well, time for a ten year rebuild, and I was kind of like, haha, that's not happening. We're still a good team, and here we are, almost ten years later. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I believe in the San Jose Sharks fans, but I don't know how they're going to deal with going through a rebuild because we've been pretty. Been pretty spoiled over here in California, you know, with all those winning seasons. Yeah, we've missed the playoffs a couple of years along the way, uh, but we always seem to bounce back. I, I don't know. I just don't get that feeling coming into next year. I don't. I don't have that confidence necessarily. It's uh, a little bit scary. Yeah, California trip's not so dangerous. Not as dangerous as it used to be. Not just you guys, but uh, Anaheim and LA as well. Yeah, no, it's really not. I mean, I think the scariest part about the California road trip is driving past uh, my co-host's house, Kyle McLaren, because he might deliver a hip check. You don't see those much more, much anymore. Uh, <laughs> he's been a good addition to the show, though. Um, yeah, he's he's been good. Um, any other thoughts on the season? Like, going into next year, do you think there's any teams that, that we should look out for? Or is it just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of tough to say right now, because, I mean, this year still hasn't wrapped up lots of people's heads are already into next season, which almost isn't right because like there's still hockey to be played here, but um, right. like looking in the future, what, you know, name one or two teams that you think might be dangerous moving forward that maybe they're young teams that are, that are, that are going to make a big step in the next year or two. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely right. It is hard to tell what's going on next year. Uh, I'd it'd be hard not to say the Canucks and at Edmonton are going to be two strong, two team, two strong teams going forward. Um, other than that, I mean, I've always hoped Arizona and Florida will, will pull something out and I'm hopeful, hopeful, hopeful for them, but we'll, we'll kind of see. It's, it's hard to tell right now. That's for sure. This guy, when we played ball hockey, we played ball hockey for a few years. <laughs> this guy would rock the coyotes had back when they were the Phoenix coyotes. So this guy's an OG coyotes fan. Um, I hope for your sake and, you know, Paul Bissonnette's sake, you're, you're two of the same, uh, that, that, that the Coyotes can pull out some winning seasons. Um, but yeah, man, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. It's, uh, it's been too long. You know, I've been trying to drag you on this podcast for a while. Yeah. You're a busy guy. You know, you got all these, uh, OHL games to go to. I know you're, you're, a, you're a VIP, so it's tough to get you on, but I really appreciate <laughs> it, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on and, and sorry, I couldn't be on sooner. All right, man. Well, we'll catch up at some point during the summer, probably. You know, especially if hockey doesn't come back sooner than later. We're going to have to fill up the podcast with some guests. So uh, I'll probably give you another call down the road. Hey, it works for me. Happy to be on. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. No problem. Once again, thank you to Quinlan for coming on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Boys, any last thoughts? What are you guys getting up to this week? Doing some more uh, day drinking, Kyle, or what, what's, what's on the menu? <laughs> no, just, just yard work. <laughs> that's, all we've, that's all we've been doing up here is yard work. And I, I thought day any... drinking and yard work went hand in hand. Yeah, I thought well, that's I, what I day get... drinking was. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to get, get through some of the stuff before I start drinking anymore. So <laughs> I got myself some trouble this past week, but uh, all is good. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I, when, once it gets better uh, weather-wise, I mean, we'll be able to yard a lot more, but usually we're out there almost every single day working on something. So that's what I'll be doing. 
Well, I mean, with like summertime yard work, you like the typical thing is mowing the lawn. Then you yep. whip out a lawn chair, sit there, just <laughs> look at that nice, nice cut grass and have a couple drinks, right? That's uh, yep. the old summer tradition. Producer T, what are you getting up to this week? Uh, just working. I'm still working from home. So, uh, yeah, no day drinking for me, but. Yeah, maybe you, should, uh, maybe you should burn that Ottawa Senators shirt. That might be a good thing to add I onto the list. I, I, I didn't really think, to be honest. Whole you, video. you really didn't think. I mean, good thing no. we didn't stream this right. one because I think we'd yeah. lose a handful of fans here. <laughs> <laughs> My 400 followers would quickly turn to 200. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big shout out to everybody that contributed to uh, McLaren's mailbag this week. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll get that back going in a in a couple weeks here. We we gotta leave some space in between. Um, we don't want to recycle the same questions, but yeah. Thanks guys for uh, coming on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Let's do our Twitter handles again. Producer T, where can the fans find you? You can follow me at producer underscore T E E. And Kyle, McLaren underscore K. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN, and you can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. All right, guys, have a good one. I'll talk to you next Sunday. <laughs>